you listen to people speak about faith, a lot of times it's of faith, you know, like Islam or Buddhism or Judaism. That's not, but in this, in my view, in this view, for me, it's a force of big M mind. You know, when I say mind, big M mind, I'm using it like the way the old Chinese Zen masters used it. If you ever read the old classic Chinese stuff like Huang Po, I recommend a book, Teachings of Huang Po, translated by John Blofeld. You can get it almost for nothing, I think, on the internet. John Blofeld, Teachings of Huang Po. And there was a, a slew of them that much different than when Zen was trans, uh, migrated over to Japan. It's a totally different take, really. Yeah, it was called. Uh, so this these masses would use the word mind to mean whatever you know, everything, nothing, awareness, however you want to say it. Bigger mind. And when I'm speaking of the littler mind, I usually frame it as a mental processing, because really, like Ramana Maharshi says, a great master, the mind, the small mind, is just a compilation of thoughts. Yeah. Without thoughts being noticed, there would be no thing called mind. The, the small M mind. Now there's mind, like that, you know, like very large. And then there's, I like to call mental, the mental state is a bunch of processes. Thoughts is one of them, yeah? Perception and like that. Mental state translates perceptions and stuff like that. All right, so that's what I talk about mind. So this little bit in the book of AA, he's talking to somebody that, that's totally screwed, basically, yes? He's totally screwed. And he goes, he says, I don't want to go through the pages describing how screwed this person was, but he's fucked, all right, basically. So then he says, let us think a little more closely yeah, about this condition this guy seems to be in. Without knowing it, had we not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith. Yeah. So what this man was saying is that the reason why you're fucked is based on a faith. So let's say the way I see it is the thought system, the selfing, yeah, is a failed system. It's a failed system. It promises a lot of plans for happy, joyousness, and freedom, but it can't produce happy, joyousness, and freedom, yeah? Because you are the production of happy. You're what produces happy, joyousness, and freedom. Yeah? What we are is the producer of happy, joyousness, and freedom. The mental state says it's going to produce it. If I, you listen to the thought system, and the thought system is usually... Uh, about things and in time, yeah. So the thoughts are drenched in time. So usually, most thoughts are even when you think they're about now. That now is bookended by yesterday and tomorrow. That's the reference of now is bookended by yesterday and tomorrow. The thought system, it's in time, yeah, past and future. So, all right. So this person is screwed, and he's saying it was your faith in something that got you screwed. So let's say he had faith in the thought system, and so the thought system was constantly about what was going to happen or has happened to you as a body in the past and the future, yeah? Which aren't happening, yes? You can't feel them, taste them, touch them, smell them. You can't smell next Friday. 
It's not producing any experience. But when the thought system is all about that, and there's faith in the thought system, that faith will allow the thought system to produce an effect in your life now, out of what's not happening. That's faith. So everyone here is in a huge amount of faith every second of the day. The effect calling this is faith. We believe this to be so. And as Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. That's the whole situation here. So he goes, without knowing it, had we been, not been brought to where we stood by a certain kind of faith? Or did we not believe in our own reasoning? Yeah. Did we not have confidence in our ability to think? What was this but a sort of faith? I don't know why I got this bug up my butt, but to me it's very important. You gotta know, you're gonna know what's going on by activity, not by things. Activity is what produces things. You, there's something going on here that produces this dream. And if you can find some of the threads of the production of the dream, if you follow those threads which gets out of all the particulars, it leads you back to source. You're the dreaming of this place. So when the dream and all the particulars and all the shining baubles and the lights that keep, that keep us hypnotized are seen through, and then suddenly you get an x-ray of patterns, and now you see the pattern of something, and then the pattern even shrinks down to a set of principles, and then you follow that and it will thread you right back, and you're at the end of the threads. Not as Paul and Tommy, but as what we are, mind. Big F mind. You are what you're looking for. And you are what you're looking from. So, this whole idea of faith is a force or a power of mind. Now, obviously, in mind itself, in stillness, it's not exerting any power because it's complete in there. But here, in this dream... This dream has a dualistic expression. So if the faith gets directed one way, it's going to produce one effect. If it gets directed another way, the same energy will produce another effect. So if the faith is in a failed thought system that believes there's a yesterday and tomorrow, you are now going to be more... Your day is going to be based on what's not happening. More than what's happening. You'll be here where there's no apparent threat, but you'll be in incredible anxiety. It's not being produced by what's happening. This is ending in about 30 minutes, hopefully. Yeah? But it's being produced by your, your thought system, and, it, and the thought system cannot produce it. The thought system can only be about the future. It cannot produce an effect from the future, because there isn't any. But if you have faith in the thoughts about the future, that faith can produce an effect in what you call your experience here. You'll feel fucking uncomfortable or contracted, and you don't know why. Well, that's why. <laughs> now you've diagnosed it. Does it change anything? No. But what it can allow to happen is what's constantly being curtained off and shielded is your seeing. And if your seeing is available, which it always is, and when you see something, instead of having knowledge about it, you actually see it, that's the knowledge that's prior to all knowledge. 
then things reconfigure. Yeah? Because now the dreaming changes, and therefore the dread changes. Yeah? So people, I don't know, maybe it's okay, but they're talking about faith as if they don't have any. That's faith in that. There's a faith that you don't have faith. Obviously, who says, is there, is there like a, a vast chest that you can go and say, hey, I've got about 12 sheets of faith, faith left. There's no, there's, there's no barometer on your dashboard of life going with empty faith. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? How, how can you come to the conclusion you have no faith other than by faith? <laughs> That's the only way you can get there. You have to get there by the thing you're saying you don't have. <laughs> doesn't that something? Doesn't that like open some doors in the in the rooms of your mansion that you think you've been, you know, you rented a closet? You just haven't entertained. There's all these other rooms, yeah. And the faith can be so strong you'll never even open the door to the closet. You'll just paint it and just get, you know, tolerate and move right in there. You think you're locked in, but the lock's on your side. It doesn't even need a lock. It's your faith that keeps it locked. It's it's the faith that when the person saw the rope, they saw it as a snake. That was the faith that it was a snake. It wasn't, was it? But then they act as if it is. Their next eight years of living is surrounding not to see that fucking snake. The snake is, for all intents and purposes, a snake, but it ain't. That's the good news. It was a rope. It is a rope. And if someone finally brings that person, hey, let's look at this so-called snake, and the person looks at it and says, hey, that's a rope, you may get that it was a rope. It's, you're, okay, all right. Before I say that's a rope, you're going to take a three-month class on how to recognize it. No, it would be... That's a rope, somebody, and then you may get, it may hit you. Yeah, that was a rope. And then what happens? Was it, did it suddenly turn into a rope? That's not your understanding. Your understanding, it was always a rope. That was never a snake. It just appeared to be a snake. To who? You. How did that appearance get so much traction but by faith? You must have faith in your in the reality of what you're thinking and what you're perceiving, and this should be under deep suspicion. This whole event. <laughs> Who's going to investigate it for you? You're going to rely on a five thousand. That's great. Five thousand years old masters are the best kind of master. They'll never disagree with you. <laughs> you know. there's a a value in a live message there's a value hey you know I don't care if you fucking think you're a snake you've got tons of pictures of you as a snake if you see that that rope has never been in an action posture it was just a rope the whole time you made it look like he was doing all this shit (laughs) nothing ever happened so a lot of people are consumed by what's not happening. Tell the truth. Look at it. If you're here and you're flipping out, you're not responding to what's so. You're reacting to what's not so. That's an interpretation. That interpretation, if there's faith in it, can override what's happening, seemingly, in time. It cannot override what's happening 
in the eternity of it, but it can seem to override what's happening in time. It can, it does, yeah? You can be seemingly be displaced. And the word seemingly is an incredibly important word. It means it appears to be true or false to you. Based on what? Faith. If you see it as a force of mind, you can see the workings of faith right now, like he says here at the end of this little statement. So in one way or another, we discovered that faith had been involved all the time. I mean all the time, that not all the time in 1935. The only, the, all the time was from January 1st, 1935 to December 30th, 1935. Then that was other time after that. No, it's all the time means all the time, which I would say includes this, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think you can exempt this just because we think we're special, that we're, no, this is our time. No, everyone that was back then was calling it our time back then. (laughs) So, so we discovered that faith, when? When are we going to discover that faith has been involved all the time? How about now? Why don't we make a pledge to discover that faith has been involved all the time now? Not Islam or anything like that. The faith that's an activity of of what you are. All our our activities go unnoticed because they're disguised as there's a someone doing it. That's the lie of all lies. That the someone that's doing it is an activity. There is no actor, there's all acting. There's no doer, there's all doing. There is no seer, there's all seeing. There's no hearing, there's all... There's no hearing, there's all hearing. That's it. There's nobody doing anything. We cannot make that leap. We believe if there's a doing, there must that must mean there's a doer. Who made that up? When you were two years old, did you... When you were playing when you were two years old, did you go home and then think how, you know, review how you played that day? I like this. Hey, Mom, come on in here. You were there at the park. How was, was Wayne having more fun than I was? Was my playing up to par? I thought it was a fucking little week, you know. <laughs> no, there was no reviewing of anything that was going on. We didn't have a sense of being the doer at the time. We grew into it. And we grew into time. When you were playing, I never worried will I be playing next week when I was playing, ever. <laughs> I have no, no feeling of it. I was absorbed in whatever I was doing because my fucking crazy head hadn't matriculated far, farther enough along to produce the sense. You, could, you, may, you have the possibility not to be here, Paul. <laughs> you know, really, if you think hard enough, you're not here, no? <laughs> You and I have never, ever left any moment we've ever been in. It's impossible. Then why try so hard to get into a moment? You know you have, know how you get, know how you really are in the moment? Is realizing you can't be out of the moment. You're never going to be really in the moment by trying to be in the moment. There will be more and more extreme ways to be in the moment. It'll just go more and more degrees. But the best way to be completely here is realize you cannot not be. There's no possible, you cannot not be here. That's the easiest way to be completely here. Completely. 
there's no, there's not one bit of you out of this, one, one bit of you out of this moment. Not one bit of you. <laughs> you haven't missed a damn thing to, for any moment in this life, ever. <laughs> but see, most of us are driven another way. This is why the herd never gets to the trough. They're told there's a trough yonder, or a trough in the future. They don't realize the trough is right behind them. Yeah? So they get sent on a, on a purpose or a path that's made to be more noble than other things to do. Yeah? Which is, all right, we're going to practice to get into the moment. All right, let's go. All right? I wasn't in the moment. Now I'm in the moment. I just made a decision. I'm in the moment. What was I before? I have no idea. But now I know I'm in, I know I'm in this moment now. <laughs> I, I can't tell when it actually happened, but I know I have something to do with it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Here I, I'm showing up now. I'm getting prepared. Oh, I reached it. And as soon as I think I'm here, I want it just got, there's going to be more here to get into. Isn't it? I'm going to have to get better or get deeper. I've only, I only scratched the surface of the moment. I'm going to dive deep into what the moment has to offer. <laughs> You're finally catching up. <laughs> I haven't found it. I haven't found what I'm looking for yet, but I know it's in here. <laughs> yes, you. What's looking is what you're looking for. What? Yes. You're exactly what you've been looking for this whole time. <laughs> when the looking is the joy, instead of what's looked at or the looker, that's contentment. That's peace. That's where the need to be liberated, you're freed from the need to be liberated. That's it. It's in the seeing that you get free from the seer in the seeing. Yeah? The seer is never going to free itself from the seerhood. Ever. Self cannot get out of self. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You cannot use big M mind to seek mind. You cannot use light to seek light. It won't work. This is the fundamental situation. That which you want to get to can never be arrived at. You're there because you'll never have the acknowledgement of being there. The there, being here, will always preempt any kind of acknowledgement of being here. The being here is so prior to you getting the idea that you're here. It's so here at all times you don't even recognize that it's here. Now, if it would left, or you could arrive at it, then maybe you'd recognize the here. But you've never left it, and you can never arrive at it. So it's right, it's like hiding in plain sight. It's like the fish believing for 30 years that it's as dry as hell, totally immersed in the ocean. It's sort of like that. It's just a recognition, a simple recognition, then the correction starts to occur, and that correction reverberates in through all the mis- into all the missteps. That's what happens. And then you know the problem from the solution. Yeah, from the solution, there is no problem. It's just an activity. Yeah, it's just a presentation. The mental state is a presenter. It's a claimer. It's an assumer. It's an implier. It insinuates. It presupposes, but it cannot produce a damn thing. We produce the illusion 
by believing the invitation that the mental state offers. That's it. We blow this imaginary doll up. It's our faith. It's our force. It's our reality that we lend to these things. Yeah? When something seems real, it's only because it seems real to what's real, basically. How could it not be? Because something could seem so real that it was the worst thing that happened to you, and then you go through some changes, and you look at the same thing, it hasn't changed, and it's the best thing that happened to you. What was it? Was it the worst thing? You were so sure of that for years. Suddenly it seemed as the best thing. What changed? Did the thing itself change? No. What was viewing it changed? Yeah. Like they say in physics, the biggest influence of any experiment is the, obser- is the observer of it. That's us. Yeah. All the scientists, they're trying to know everything, but they can never know what's knowing. They can't turn on and study what's studying. They cannot know what's knowing. They can't. It's impossible. That's where the search ends. And that's the best thing a search can do, is to end for you. That's its true role, is to fail you miserably, so that maybe you get left with exactly what's always been so, and it dawns on you. And then there's just an awakeness about being awake. It's no big fucking deal. Obviously, my roommates don't think it's a big deal. (laughs) My ex-girlfriends don't see it as a big deal. Yeah? (laughs) My employers, first of all, I can't can't be employed. They wouldn't see it as a big deal. (laughs) Why would you? (laughs) It hides beautifully in ordinariness. Like the giant, you ever see the movie uh, Lord of the Rings with Sauron, the all-seeing eye? It's constantly looking for its special. But it, go, it just goes right over nothingness all day. It doesn't see any value in it. That's why it's so valuable. The mental state can't claim nothing. It can't make it into anything. So it gets bored quickly, and it moves its look for something else. Yeah, Something that gives more reflection to it, like a path or a practice, where this is dry of all that. This message is basically about nothing. Yeah. It's It's... Heralding that the same thing that walked in is the same thing that's sitting here, and it's the same thing that will be walking out. You know, on a certain level, nothing has never changed. It's like the sky that's held... How many fucking clouds have appeared in the sky over the time? Did one of those clouds ever become permanent? That little dog you saw in the morning at 11 a.m., is it still up there today? No, everything comes and goes, but the sky allows it all to happen, yet it's not affected by any of it at all. That's what big M mind is like. That's what's looking out of our heads right now. Don't be fooled by the body identification. So these talks are really about teaching or expressing about what we're not. You cannot teach about what you are. There is no non-duality meeting, because there's nothing called non-duality. 
non-duality is not two. That's all it implies. It doesn't imply any reality to itself. It's just saying it's not two. It's not subject-object. Yeah? It's not duality. It's not think or thought. It's not feel or felt. It's not see or seen. That's not what's happening. So when you see, when you question the reality that we start and end our days in, this reference point called the body identification, when we start getting a little suspicious of that and start asking, well, what the, you know, who, you know, am I actually the thinker of these thoughts? And so what happens is, something happens, you finally see that which you used to look from. Yeah? This is a reference point, a fabricated one, that we have been looking from for quite a while. You see that. You see that which you thought you were looking from. Yeah. Like the realizations, so the realizations go like this. These are, let's say, safe realizations. So here's safe realizations. Yeah. Yeah. Really big, you know, fuck. Well, really, I mean, I'm incredibly clear. It's unfucking believable. I've heard the celestial bells of the heavenly orchestra. That's great, man, because it's still you having the realization. But then it moves like this, and then you see this from here, from behind you. So now you've gotten a glimpse of what's in front of the camera. That's implying that it's been behind the camera the whole time. But now you see it from behind the camera. And this is not what you see behind the camera. <laughs> you see, you see, you don't see this, I'll tell you. <laughs> so, there you have it. This happens, and now you realize maybe it just gets a little bit of a toehold, but it's, nothing can stop it. Once the mind has the possibility that it's not that, if, if the grace is there and it entertains it, it will be very clearly not that. And in realizing what you're not, you get a sense of what you are. By realizing what you're not, that's how what you are intimates. It's never gonna, you're never going to get a sense of what you are by what you're not. But realizing what you're not produces, a, not doesn't produce, there's a sense of what you are. Yeah, there's an intimation. So now the horse is before the car. Now you see blue is blue and red is red. Now metaphysical questions drop. Your questions are like, where's a good latte? Or, you know, where are my keys? Or whatever. There's no fucking questions about why am I here? Because you're fucking not here. <laughs> In fact, nothing ever happened, really. This is, gonna, this is a dream. It's going to roll up like a rug. <laughs> Once you seem to end as a body, there won't, there's not going to be you recognizing, oh, I think I've just passed away. No, <laughs> that voice goes, goes dead when the body dies. You, the sense of being Paul, dies. <laughs> it doesn't even die. It never was so to begin with. The, the electricity just doesn't get short-circuited to it anymore. Yeah? I don't care how much the toaster tells me it's a toaster, it ain't making toast anymore. It's not plugged in. So, <laughs> that's what it's like, yeah? So what happens? I don't know, find out. I've entertained it, it's produced like a, 
a new norm in my life, you know, before there was an irritable restlessness and discontent as the baseline, yeah, and if you don't believe that's the case, if, if there's tons of seeking going on, that's a pretty good indication that there's an irritability, restlessness, and discontentment, yeah, most people's moving toward things are moving away from something, something that we don't notice is the motivation to the moving towards other things, a lot of the time, yeah, so, if you're, there's a lot of seeking going on, obviously, there's something irritable, restless, and discontent. What happens is, that gets flipped over to an ease and comfort in your circumstances and situations. You get freed from the need to be liberated, because what needs to be liberated isn't you. It isn't. What you are doesn't need to be liberated. Yeah. It, has no, it has no drive for that. Yeah. So then you have the new norm, and this, then the faith, or that power that used to, which was really the driving force for your imprisonment to yesterday and tomorrow, truly, to be a citizen of what's not happening, it's based upon, it's, that, that passport is a page after page of faith, basically. So now the faith, instead of being, firing up that, the world of what's not happening, it's enriching this moment. Yeah? The same energy, but now it's being directed in a different way. And now it's enriching your experience here. And maybe through that, it will enrich other people's experience. Because it's a very inclusive win-win situation, usually. It's not like, I'm going to have it and you're not. It's an extension. It's an, it's an expression. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know how much you've listened to it, but... If, if you listen to the talks, there is some sanity in there. <laughs> you just listen to it for a while. It may take a couple of years, but I promise you, there's something, there's, there, is a, there is a bunch of pearls being threaded. I'm telling you, I promise. I've seen the whole thing, so trust me. I may be, I'm a humble, I may be misleading at a lot of levels, but energetically, no. <laughs> so, if you actually do listen to it, it will support, you know, the invitation. That's what the whole content is out there for that, yeah? To make it, allow it to become somewhat familiar, not on a special gilded type way, but on an ordinary type way. Because I'll tell you, it's a much wider, firmer foundation if it's seen as like ordinary dog shit awareness, really. Yeah? Because the head, head loves to deal in specialism. Hmm? Is that a technical term? It's very technical. Ordinary dog shit awareness. It's the most technical I'm going to get. in the Buddhist sutras. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yes, yes. Just don't step in it. <laughs> so the mental state likes specialness, yeah. It thrives in that. The ordinariness puts it off. Yeah. And when it's put off, it's a great, great relief, I'm telling you, you know. If that thing can be sent around the block for half an hour, you'll be the much wiser for it. <laughs> because it's truly the absence of you is the sense of presence. The, the more the interest is lost in the self, the more the interest will, will bring about the recognition of presence, your own brocade, so to speak, your own perfume that you're producing. Yeah, you'll sense the presence or the spaciousness of what we are. Or when you walk in a room, you'll sense the space of the room. 
Yeah? You'll feel it almost. It's almost like you're in a very fine water. Yeah? It's got a little thickness to it. Yeah. I know, have you ever been on a salt lake where you can just rest and you don't sink? That's what the presence sort of is like. It's sort of like a buoyancy. Yeah, you can really let go. You don't have to hold stiff or anything. You can really rely on it because it's like it's like a it's like a universal tempurpedic, so to speak. <laughs> it takes the shape and just allows, just cradles you. Yeah. <laughs> but you'll never have an experience of it. Yeah. There's an intimation while it's expressing, which is not an experience. It's a different form of knowledge or contact, yeah? There's an intimation while it's expressing. It'll intimate what it is by its expressing, yes? It's never going to be an experience. This isn't about experience. It will influence all your experiences, but it's not an experience, yeah? You cannot have an experience of what you are. That's how influential it is. It's constantly, it's, you are the context, you are the comprehensiveness of this event. Yeah. You cannot escape you. So there's rest, finally. You can come to a resting point, because there's no point. There's just resting, yeah? You can just chill out. Let all the imaginary boogeymen come running after you, and they'll seem to get bigger and bigger. And as long as as much reality as you give them, they'll disappear into unreality. If you finally let them try to, you know, all right, motherfuckers, come and get me finally. I'm tired of running from you this whole life. And then, oh, and then, it's, their only reality is based on you. They don't have a reality other than what we give them. Yeah. So. I could go into other stuff, but I think that's enough. You can hear all the other presentations on the talks about thinking and stuff. If you can see the activity of my, my is represents a huge activity. So most people get engaged in the thoughts, but they don't sense the my of the thoughts. But no matter how many thoughts and how different they are, they're always prefaced by the same my, implying you as the thinker. That's the bonding, is the mind. And it's not just in thoughts, it's with feelings, and it's with actions, it's with time, it's with relationships, it's with money. Yeah? Everything changes. You can change any definition of any word by not changing anything about the word, but by proceeding with mind. It will change the whole feeling of any word in this world with mind in front of it. Home, my home. Money, I love you to all have tons of money. My money, I don't want you to have any of my money. Yeah? Oh, I love all the girlfriends. My girlfriend, don't fucking get me her. Changes everything. My. Yeah? Doesn't change the word, doesn't add a letter, but the my. The my is like the ghost of the heist that's never happened. But that's where the heist happens. That never happened. It's the sense of my. My. Find, see it, you know, feel it. You know? You'll feel it after a while. You'll start seeing it 
in front of the thoughts, and you'll see it in front of the feelings. You'll see the burglar. You'll see the thief. You can see it. Yeah. So thought, my thought. Feeling, my feeling. The same thing, the, biz, the biggest movement of selfing is the claim. That's what it does, yeah? It doesn't have a life, so it claims your life. Yeah? It builds itself as an actor by claiming actions. It builds itself as a seer by claiming seeing. So if you want to know its first major thrust, it's claiming. That's its first move. Its first move is to imply, to insinuate, to assume, or as Ramana Mahashi says, to presuppose a non-existent thing that wants to get salvation for the non-existent thing. That's what's happening here. And it's very quick. It's a very quick process. The only way you can really see it is from what you are. You can never see it from what comes after. Yeah? Because what comes after, you'll call it me. What comes before, which is the timelessness, you'll see it as what it is. That's why the solution is what informs you about the problem. And from the solution's point of view, it's an activity. That's all it is. It cannot complete any mission without our compliance and our complicity. Yeah? I was with someone today, and, you know, they're saying and saying, and I'll say something really important, but, but the preface is it's them before it. So if that happens, you can always go back to self-inquiry. It's a very good system, if you want to do it, to ask, who is it that takes this thing to be so important? You're not looking for an answer. Just, just look. Just hold space and see what shows up. And then once, if anything shows up, ask, who is this? And if it says me, ask, who is this me? And then you'll start seeing, your, you know, who knows? I won't want to tell you, but find out for yourself. You know? You can be told hundreds of times, but if you get it once, it will last forever. You know, it can reverberate for the rest of your days here. This message isn't about uh, me giving you anything. It's just like people always talk to the people who are handling me at other talks when I go on tours. And they come up to these guys and they say, you know, everything he says goes over my head. So they go, what, what is why, Paul? And I said, because it's not directed at them. I'm talking to mind, big M mind, about a you. <laughs> Self-centeredness thinks I'm talking to you about mind. But it's the exact opposite. I'm talking to mind, big M mind, about a you. <laughs> they think I'm talking to that you about mine. <laughs> and that you ain't getting it. That's the greatest message. I hope it never gets it. But because it's going to be gotten. <laughs> it's going to be gotten by big mind. <laughs> you may be the last to know that you got it. <laughs> As you get ushered out of the, the, the master chamber. <laughs> what? Did I get it? <laughs> <laughs> Too late for you. <laughs> so, yes, if you're interested, just listen to the talks.
People like to call me up. I said, the best of me is on the talks. <laughs> you want to pay me $50 to talk to me? Personally, sure, I could use the money, maybe. But really, just listen to the talks. It's the best of Paul H. <laughs> you listen, eight years ago, it's pretty similar. <laughs> Twelve years ago, it's pretty similar. Fifteen years ago, pretty similar. <laughs> Why move to any other point? If you go to any other point, and based on unaddressing this one, this is going to be the shadow that's going to follow you. Every step of the way, the presupposing of a non-existent thing will be in place. And then what you're trying to get out of will be what's reinforcing you being in, in it in the first place. Yeah? You're trying to get out of it is going to be used to reinforce the belief that you're in it. If Ramana Mahashi, who a lot of people have a right respect for, says this is the problem, he doesn't say a problem, it's like a, a minor problem or, you know, just a little problem. This is the problem, I would pay attention a little bit to it, you know? Because maybe, and if the shoe fits, wear it. Like, that's what happened with me when I read this, this little statement in the book. It, it, uh, it was a rude awakening. Because I, I didn't have much going on in my life. I was a house painter. I wasn't really good at that. So the best identity I had was as a spiritual person. I had a good resume. I'd been to India, a lot of retreats. Blessed by a lot of masters. Read a lot of scriptures. Had loving gaze occasionally. <laughs> like I mean, I had it going on in a way. And then suddenly this just went, like, took the whole thing out from that me one, one more time. But it's like, it, it was like, really, here's, a, here's your life story of spiritual seeking. And then this, this unadvertised crane came in with a template and just put this template above everything. And then everything that looks so, so particular and so intricately unique just went sucked up and it fit right in the template. There was the presupposing of a non-existent thing, Paul, who wanted to get salvation for this non-existent thing, Paul. And in this situation, his practices, without knowing it, would be reaffirming or giving life to that which he wanted to get out of. Or... And if that was the case, how could the practices destroy what they're reinforcing? Yeah? That hit me like that. That hasn't ever stopped registering, registering ever since it dawned. You know, it first was introduced to my noggin. And it just produces the, almost the same like avalanche every time because it explained everything my whole life was based on the premise I started and I ended at a false point. A non-existent thing was being, was being called Paul. And everything was framed by that. Everything was referenced from there. So it didn't matter where I went, no matter how great it was or terrible it was, it was still the same format. Yeah? Every action to get out of it just reinforced the actor. Every meditation just reinforced the meditator. Yeah. It was obvious to me. So what should one do? I don't know. Stop, if you can, and just let it all catch up to you. And maybe a new door will open. 
to a new happiness and a new freedom, like we say in recovery, and a new attitude, a new outlook. I love that he uses the word new because it's not a revamped happiness or freedom, or it's not an, an ancient happiness or freedom. It'll be a totally new one. It won't fit your old format, thank God, because your old, form, old, old format has failed. It's like a fucking incredibly crazy, super archaic GPS you've been listening to. It has tons of maps, right, to get to everywhere, but its starting point is off. It thinks you're leaving from Omaha, and you've never been in Omaha. So the map is a perfect way to get to L.A. from Omaha, but you're not in Omaha. <laughs> Yet, we immediately, we keep relying on it. I, I was doing a talk back in Cape Cod, though, in uh, Lincoln, Mass. We got there late. Yeah, I don't know where we were. We got up there late. And in this little sleepy area, there was this a mini commotion. There was all these police and all these sirens going on. And we pulled over, and, and the road was blocked. And we looked, and there was a car down the railroad track, about 20 yards down the railroad track. And so I said, what happened? And he came over to us. She was following a GPS. <laughs> the GPS told her to turn. on <laughs> to the railroad tracks. She must have heard the tracks, but she had such faith in the GPS, she drove to a point she couldn't drive off the tracks. So they, she was down like 20 yards down the tracks. They had a... Get her, get her, get her, somehow they had to get it off. But she must have known she had to watch that But your destination is 50 <laughs> You're totally overriding your experience. Oh, because the oracle. Oh, is it? Why do they? Yes, it's on your right. <laughs> you would think you would be awake, awake to the situation. <laughs> It blows my mind. That's what's happening with us all day. We don't know what the fuck happened. We wait to the head to tell us at night, you had a bad day, Paul. Oh, thank you, a wise one. What could I have done to make it better? Nothing. They're all to get you. Nothing fucking happened, probably. But suddenly, because we don't know what's going on, it will tell us what has gone on. And it definitely will tell us what will be going on. And if we don't have a touchstone of sorts, like a sort of, at least, close to reality, we're going to believe almost anything it fucking tells us. And anything can happen in what's not happening. You can have cancer in next week. You can be destitute next week. Anything can happen. All bets are off. Whatever your fucking crazy head can imagine, it could possibly occur. Yeah? And then how can you have a solution to an imaginary problem? And how could you think about something that the thinking produced? Trying to get out of thinking with thinking. But then there is something that's happening. It doesn't have all the incredible possibility of what's not happening, but it does have one thing what's not happening doesn't have, which is it's happening. This is it. This is it. And I'm saying you are anchored here. You can never, never not be anchored here. And in that acknowledgement of this anchoring, you have an immunity to what's not happening. Why? Because it's not happening. And you can see it very clearly from what's happening. Because you won't be seeing it happening. <laughs> you won't. You won't be seeing it here. 
If you're not seeing it, I'm not hearing it, I'm not tasting it, that's that. What's more to do? What's more? Th- what is there to do but to recognize something that isn't happening? If you do anything about it, it will give it reality. That's it. Does it take any time to get out of an imaginary place? Does it? Any effort? There's no maps, there's no ladders, there's no ropes. It's all that's, that all pre-concludes you're in a hole. You're not in a hole. <coughs> I like the sound of people talking in tongues. We have great video, I mean, great, great audio. People don't know what's going on. We have Korean people <laughs> talking in tongues, and there's other people singing in the back. That's great. It's a fucking great choreography. The other day we had a meeting here. Was it here? And we were doing a... We were joking about Jeopardy. You know Jeopardy, that game? And we are going, all right, and topic, ancient Italian spiritual quotes. All right? And then, all right, for five hundred dollars, who said what's who said what's looking is what you're looking for? And then suddenly my phone went off, ding ding ding, just like you would do a Jeopardy. And I go, John of God, for five hundred dollars, Saint Francis, and he won. It was like perfect timing, perfect. <laughs> I couldn't, have, you couldn't have choreographed it better. <laughs> Open your eyes. This fucking like my friend would say. That's the universe agreeing with what's happening. Yeah, that's like the universe agreeing with what's happening. A synchronicity that's so incredibly, perfectly cogged in is an, is like an agreement or an affirmation of what's going on. Acknowledge mind. Have faith in mind. It's not even faith in mind, faith mind. Yeah? We, if we call in the mind the mental states, there's no reason to have faith in that. It hasn't delivered the goods. It's a failed system. But the mind itself, we can give back the force of mind to mind. You know what? We make things, we make stuff out of nothing. We do. By thoughts and by our adoration and faith in thoughts, we can produce effect out of nothing. That's a miracle. Can you imagine if you turn that, that ability over to what is real? Can you imagine if you, if you made what is real real? You know? You're making reality out of fucking false evidence. Can you imagine if you actually directed it at real evidence? What could possibly happen? Find out. I mean, there's a huge power that's making shit out of nothing. You know? Could you imagine if it was turned to that which is so? The possibilities are infinite. Maybe you would just be inherently okay with no need of evidence based on circumstances or situations. You would outshine circumstances and situations. 
your own circumstances and situations and the outer circumstances and situations. You'd be able to outshine them. So, there you go. Any questions? What am I doing in Texas? <laughs> That'd be a valid question. <laughs> I would do. <laughs> All right, well, we'd like to end with a. Oh, wait, we have to pass the basket, yes. It's funny when we do talks at places and people, a lot of people assume that they just give this to us for free. I would just use a
Yeah, yeah, we have a book and we've had out for a while. It's old stuff, and then just left t-shirts. I didn't bring any up, I thought that I'd be I forget that I'm supposed to be selling them. So I have Yeah, yeah, the books are good. Better to buy them from me than from the website. Do you want us to bring them up? Do you want us to bring them up? No, no, I'll bring them down there, I guess. Yeah. There's too much to get you. I have a light in the back. Yeah, come down for do some sales. Yeah, that's a, a thing of specific because yeah, I, I made one for eight. I last year, but I think we have six. I didn't say that. God is Try something new.